Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, NordVPN.com, and Masterworks.io. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey there, Marcus Dash here, co-host of Chief Concerns. At the conclusion of this episode, please make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast right here on YouTube. And for all you listeners out there, please be sure to give us a five-star review on any of the platforms you use to listen to us. I want to thank you all for listening to us throughout the season, and we look forward to engaging with you all throughout the offseason. Enjoy the episode. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. We're here with our host, Jason Dunn and Eric Warfield. Obviously, you know, everyone's still kind of getting over their loss on Sunday. Um, I hope all you guys are doing well. How are you guys feeling right now? I mean, I was over it that day. It's just, you know, something that you didn't expect, obviously. Um, before and after the game. Like, I, there was no way you could have told me that that game would have played out exactly the way the first game played out. I'm talking about exactly. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty much the same way. You know, I, to me, um, I mean, you know, what do you do, right? I mean, it was a missed opportunity, you know, for the guys. I know they, you know, it was upset. We've been there before. We know how the loss feels. So, as bad as we felt, they was feeling 10 times worse. So, the way I look at it, you know, as much as what, you know, what we think we have invested into it, man, these guys have a little bit more invested into it. Um, very disappointing on their part. So I was just, uh, you know, hey, you just got to deal with it. Deal with it. And, you know, you just kind of got to take it in stride. See what you're going to do with, uh, you know, reevaluate everything that went on, you know, in the game. And, you know, could have did this, could have did that. You know, you know, but the bad part about all that is – and he can attest to this, is when you have missed opportunities like that, I mean, you just constantly beat yourself up. You know, you wonder what I didn't do right. What If I just worked a little bit harder, did I, if I tried this this play right here a little bit, you know, harder, tougher, could have made a difference. And once you get home and, and you get that lost, it's always all those questions just rain down on you. And that's, that's, that's a bad feeling to be, man. It's 
it's, 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 it's tough. I don't think that's the case, though, JD. What do you mean? You know, I don't think that they, to me, now, offensively, I want to sit here and beat the offense down because, yeah, the defense had to give up the, uh, the points in the second half. But as I said last week, we're not going to stop them. We already knew that. We just had to contain them. We contained the guy that we talked about almost every episode or with every uh, person that we talked with, which is Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. The other half of that is Joe. You know, I knew we weren't going to stop Joe. Joe's good. You got to get, you know, give him credit. And in the moment, he was prepared. You know, Joe was not a scrambling guy. And when he needed the yards, he took them. Now, I say that to what you just said is because, to me, in the second half, the offense looked disconnected. I don't want you to think I'm not a Mahomes fan because I'm 100% am. I just know between the texts you kind of thought I was. Just to me, he lost something at, at halftime. I don't know what it was. And it's almost the same the way we lost it in Cincy when Tariq missed the big pass. And then we come to the, sec- the, the halftime of this game. Tariq doesn't get in the end zone. Didn't capitalize. Didn't capitalize. Although the, the pass with Tariq, the deep one in that game was like a, almost like a Hail Mary. But this was a design play that we had going in. And we had opportunities to get those three points at any point. Uh, I understand what we did of trying to run the clock down and just go for the last three points or get a touchdown if we could, but we didn't. The second half, man, it's just like after that first drive, I think we got the first down on the first possession. Next possession was um, a pass, a run play, a pass play, and then it was like the corner out to – he threw to Kelsey. He threw it a little bit too far, so we had to punt. After that, our offense was stalled. And it was more so was like, it was like Patrick didn't believe in something. I don't know what it was. That's just me. I, I sat here and watched this game. That's why I sent you guys the long text messages. I sat and we watched this game. It was like, he is off somehow. I'm 100% a Patrick Mahomes fan, 100%. And just like I said during the, the beginning of the season, like he was, he was, he was, he was, he was shaking or shook from those interceptions, that bothered him. That bothered the way our offense played. That bothered the way the entire team played. Something shook him at halftime. I don't know if he was missing the points. Somebody said something in the stands that kind of rattled him or what. But he didn't come out with that same fire that he started the game out with. Well, I'll say this. Kind of my assessment of what I was saying, um, really – is ultimately we'll put it on you know the quarterback who's of course he's going to be he's the face of the franchise right but when I when I looked at this game I reevaluated it and I went through this whole thing again and there's missed opportunities on both sides of the ball and I, I'm telling you I'm, and I'm and I'm talking about there's some there's some lazy play there's there's like some lack of effort and a lot of this wasn't just Pat you know a lot of this goes on the coaches too putting guys in a position okay. So when I'm sitting over here and I'm evaluating everything, I'm evaluating everybody. And I'm looking on opposite side of the ball, you know, what they didn't do, what they didn't run, how the line blocked up front or lack of blocking up front, having a three-man uh, rush. I'm looking at the defensive line, not really getting pushed. You know, same thing, like Chris Jones is not making two sacks, so, you know, gets Joe Brown third down. To me, th- those are big plays. 
Those all those all those little things like that happen in the game that loses momentum. Guys lose, and so even if you hold a guy, you know, a, a team to twenty four points, Joe Burrow didn't beat us. I'm, I'm sorry, he, he just didn't. I mean, I didn't say Joe did. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati beat us. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, he's look. I'm not taking away from Joe Burrow, right? But to me, the Chiefs lost his game. It wasn't the Bengals beat us. The, the Chiefs lost it. And I'm talking about like missed tackles, you know, bad angles. I mean, I, I'm looking at this across the board. I mean, it was our game to win. I mean, we beaten them, I mean, 21 to three, you know, I mean, significantly before the half is going down. We were to go back, you know, coming back down to score toward the end of the half. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just telling you, know, offensively. Yeah, you're disappointed not getting the points. I mean, you're really disappointed not getting the points. The thing is, you know, you got the ball at the half, right, when you come back out. And so I don't think those guys were they're, – they're devastated, they're disappointed, and I'm just talking about just the overall game because they know they missed the opportunity, you know, right, in, the, in their time. But the next two series, when they came out at that half, the first one was like it, it was all out of whack. The second series – they was actually moving the football. But then I seen guys was it was drop passes. Like Travis could have had that one ball, right? Now Pat could have mm-hmm. had a better ball. I know they were thinking about like, you know, how they was, you know, at least Pat probably should have put it on him. Tyreek actually opens up behind uh Travis on that route. He comes wide open. Comes wide open on that route behind him. I think Pringle, he actually missed a pass on that play. Bounced right off of him. Hits him, hits him dead in his chest, completely misses it. And so when I'm sitting over there looking at it, like this blame goes all around everybody, you know, and look, 15 got to take it up on his shoulders, right? Because he, he's, like I said, he's the guy. He has to take it up on his shoulders. But everybody had a piece in this. They really did. And then, like I said, too, the, the coaches, look, the coach staff, absolutely. And Andy knows it stops with him. And they, he knows. Situation. This is how much I watched that game. I, I went back to rewatch I can basically go second half. I can tell you play by play how all of it happened. Okay. Well, I, I can too. You I'm know, just, you, yeah, six, I'm, six plays, six plays we punted when we got the ball. They get it. They don't do anything. They punt. We get it back. We don't do anything. We punt it back to them. They get a decent drive. And our, our still number one goal was to stop Jamar. I forget 85's name. Higgins. Higgins. He's one of the Okay. But, but again, yeah. So we, we're so concerned with Chase. Higgins is steady chopping us up. He has a deep little uh, seam route, almost like the same thing that, that, that Travis caught the, the 13 seconds play. Puts him down there. We ended up stopping him because I think Ingram gets a sack and they get three points out of it. We get the ball back. That's when Patrick throws a little interception to 92, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's where their touchdown comes. <laughs> so with that, and even with that, I can't say it was sloppy play. It was, it was more so... I'll call it undisciplined play because Fenton, like I said in the text, he has this style of play to where he thinks he's big shit because, you know, a ball is incomplete his way. No, you did not knock that ball down. You had nothing to do with you being in position. Right. It was just a bad throw on the, on the first fade. Yeah. The second fade. You beat. You, you, yeah, he got the man. turn around. Right. Come on. And so, and so, like, that was all on Fenton. Yep. And then we get back to the, you know, two after that. Two-point conversion. Two-point conversion. Uh, two two 
Come on. Two-point conversion now. Wide open. I mean, for real? That, that's, that's, bad. that's bad ball right there. That's bad ball. I get it. I get it. And and, and overall, it was team play. I, I do get that. It's Absolutely. just that <laughs> and for your leaders, to me, Patrick didn't play well. Chris Jones didn't play well. You know, defensively, when I look up and my big 95 can't bring a quarterback down when he's got him in his grabs, I'm thinking, what's wrong? Oh, shit. Here it comes. Another drive, he has him. Oh, shit. Here it comes. You can't stop him now. If I'm looking at my quarterback and it's like a pass is thrown overthrown and I see it in his face that he doesn't, he's, he's not, he doesn't have that look. Oh, shit. What's happening? We get those oh shit moments with our, our, our two top players. We, we can't have that. And so defensively, we falter. Offensively, we falter. When the game should have been won, shit, man, they technically could have beaten us. Uh, when Patrick was scrambling to, to send it into overtime and he ends up fumbling the ball, and we got lucky and fell on it. Yeah, but, but E, man, look, hold on, hold on. Let, let me say this, okay? We'll get to that, those scenarios like that. But the reality is this, man. We was whooping them the whole game. That doesn't it, matter, though. That's it, the end it result. It absolutely does matter. And it, it's it, the and end I'm result. Gonna, That's twice. But but I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why it does matter. That's why I said it, it was on us to lose the game. It wasn't nothing that they really did. It was it, it was all us. It was it was all the things that we didn't do, the effort that I seen, the things that guys did, like when we talking about selling out. When you know this is the, like the, the the going to the Super Bowl, like you leave everything out on the field. Like it, it ain't no ain't no chance to it. Ain't no tomorrow. It's none of that. It's like. You know, balls to the wall. We got we all, every, Jason, everybody understands that part, but I'm, I'm giving you reality of what it happened. Okay. They beat us. But I'm saying, I'm saying, hold on. What I'm saying is this though: guys can understand it, but they don't. They don't necessarily do it. And so sometimes, some guys. And I'm just telling you, when I'm when I'm out there evaluating, I'm looking at effort. I'm looking at look. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you one matter of fact. So that one when he threw the uh, to P Ryan for the touchdown before the half. Okay. If you watch the guys that pull up, the missed tackle, like not even, you know, shedding Jamar Chase to get to one side, that's effort. A lot of that is effort. Guys stop running. Like when you sitting over there, like we, we talked about this. We talked about like, what, what are you not doing like running to the football, right? Like that's basic things that we do. Like, you know, defensively, you run to the ball. Everybody so, the ball. I get that. So your blame is what though? My, what I'm saying is I'm saying that with the team effort, I'm saying that there were things out there that when we should be thinking, everybody thinks, yeah, you're going home tomorrow. Sometimes it wouldn't play like that. It wasn't no, it, I didn't see that play all the way through the game. And that's what I couldn't understand is why, why everybody wasn't on the same page, <laughs> like, like playing. Are you saying that coaches didn't get them amped up enough? They weren't amped up enough? Man, you, look, sometimes it's on the player. Okay. okay so that's what I'm asking you. So, so your, coach, from your perception, my, you, you my, think it's the, my perception, a coach could put you – look, he put you in a position, okay, to be successful, right? Sometimes it didn't happen. The other time, the players got to make the play. Like you said, Pat got to make those throws. Pat can't run around in the back fumbling the ball and doing all those things. That's a, that's a bad deal on his part. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible. And he'll tell you that. It's the same thing like everybody. So if I'm looking as, you know, toward a man, as we know, on the team, if I'm sitting over and I'm watching a guy, look, and I don't care – Look, the eye in the sky does not lie. We know film does not lie. A guy can say, yeah, I'm giving all my effort, but if I'm looking on the film and I'm watching you, 
And we know, we know because we see it. We know when a guy's giving everything. We know a guy's is, is selling out into everything to win this game. And there, there's some things, some effort, I didn't see that. I just didn't. Okay. And I'm just being blatantly honest here. Now, I'm not going to call no names out because I, I don't want to do that. But I'm just telling you, there was a lot of guys out there. I mean, it's over with now. What's that? It's over with now. Well, I know. I'm just saying that. But the thing is, it is over with. And the thing is, that's the bad part of it because everybody's going home. And so now what we're doing is it's the reactionary of, of things because now in the offseason, guys going to be going home. Guys going to be cut, getting cut. And so the thing is, man, look. It's their livelihood. We're just talking about it because it's, it's a show. This is what we're doing. We're doing Chiefs concerns, so we're talking about the concerns that the Chiefs are dealing with, right, with the show in itself. And so I'm just saying, like, if we're, we're just calling things out. I'm just giving my, my observation on effort on some of the guys I didn't see. And there was some things that guys weren't getting help at, what they should have. There should have been a little bit more effort from some guys, and you didn't get it. So – Chris, well, I, yeah. I, I guess I see it the way the other people see it. And, and mine is, I, I mean, is, yes, wait, uh, I, I, effort is a part of it. Uh, but, but my perception is, is, is accountability. Absolutely. And I don't think that, I don't think that the coaches hold them accountable for where, for the plays that they, for every given play. I agree. And to the results, that, to the results that leads up to led to us losing. Right, you know, Chris, <laughs> you one of the top three, top you and Aaron Donald, basically top two defensive tackles in the game. Right. If Aaron gets that dude, he's down. I ain't no yeah. ifs ands or buts about it. Absolutely. You get this dude, he should be down. No ifs ands or buts about it. Patrick, you've been labeled the last few years this quarterback, the best one in the league, make the most unbelievable throws. This position, we need you to make that throw. We need you to make that run. Yes, some of those, you know, scrambles have worked out perfect for us. But in this situation, we need to go forward instead of backwards. Absolutely. You know, I the guy that was on that side was Ward. It was uh, – guy was 50's name. I keep forgetting my name. Yeah, he, he goes inside. Why, like, come on, man. Like, what, come on, seriously. Like, like, like when, when on, you, on the P. Ryan play. So it, it, was, it yes. was Ward over there. Right. It was Ward, uh, Snead, and then what's 50 name? It was Gay. Yes, yes. 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 And Thornhill. And 88. Who was 88? Well, he was the one running up behind him trying to catch. And now he was hauling ass and didn't have the speed to catch. And. The, the receiver threw a good block on Ward to where, to where Ward couldn't get hands on it, and you ain't going to bring P. Ryan down with just no one-hand tackle. Uh, the effort didn't come from Tyron. The effort didn't come from Snead. They come from uh, Gay. Um, so, yes, that play, that's, that, that was the, the dagger for them to, to say, hey, look, we got this. You know, that was, we, they only had three points up until then. Yeah. And so to get that touchdown was a staple to say, we're right back in it. I don't, care, I don't care if it's at their place. I don't care if they think they got momentum. We're right back in it. Yeah, game of life. So, for coaches, if it plays out the same way that it played at their place, please tell me you guys know how to make the adjustments, either the offensively or defensively, and also to keep these guys inspired and motivated to go out 
and know what's at the end of this game, and that's a Super Bowl. And yet, nobody lived up to that. And here it is. We're not going, and we got to sit up and talk about how bad the play was and how bad the team looked. Right. So, so what I'm what I'm saying, I'm, I'm gonna go back to it again. You know, like the things you're talking about, like Chris not bringing him down, okay, and those guys making their play in the in the back, Patrick running backwards. Like when I'm sitting over, I'm thinking about effort. Like Joe Burrow, when I seen him making that that pull away, that's effort. That's somebody saying, "I want this more than you. You're not going to bring me down in this position, right? I need to get a first down." And so, coaches, like I said, coaches could do whatever, but it's 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 got to be on the man. Each man's got to be able to do his job. Like you said, accountability. You saying everything that 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 I'm saying. And so when we're talking about this effort, it's accountability. So when I'm sitting over here, it's the same thing. Like, let's just talk about the greats. We're talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to give his effort. He's going to do everything possible. He's going to push everybody to do that. If I'm, not, if I'm not talking to the guy beside me and holding these guys accountable, not the coaches, I'm talking about the guys beside me. Saying, man, why are we what's, – what's the deal? How come we're not making this tackle? Like, I need a little bit more from you. Like, that's part of accountability on a, on, on a football team. And you know that. You know, that's part of it. And so when, when we sit over here and, and we evaluating what guys are doing, it's the same thing. These guys was not going to give up. They knew they was behind the eight ball, and they said, look, we, we got this, like you said, we back in the game. We got a spark of life just getting that, that touchdown right there at the half. You know, they still down, what's that, what, 11 points? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we get some, some points at the half, yeah. You know, whatever. But what we did, we let them jokers hang around and just gave them a little bit more momentum. So it, it was, it, like I said, man, the blame goes all around. Because I just started seeing some things, man. I just, to me, as, as a far, and I'm talking to other guys, you know, other football guys, and we saying the same thing. Like, when we start looking at effort out there, we start looking at guys, like, missing tackles and stuff. Everybody like, look, man, we see that. We, we, can, tell, we can tell. We know some, certain dudes who's not giving it at all. Like, how come, how come Chris is the only one that's getting in, you know, on that tackle? You know what I'm saying? On the sack. There should be other guys running around to get that. And so sometimes when I was seeing also, too, maybe like the – and I'll say this. Cincinnati's defensive line, who's the one guy? I can't think of his name. Hendricks, the one that was chasing Patrick around. Yeah, Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Those are just effort. Those, those are effort guys. Yeah. Those, those are effort plays. Like every team likes a guy that's like that. He's just an effort guy. He's just not, he's relentless. We hear words like that, relentless. High you know, motor. high motor, no give. And they had that's and that's what they had. They had that. And they they just on their defensive line, even they did rushing three, they are coming after the football. They don't care. And so what they're trying to do is just disrupt the timing, get in his way, all those different things. And so we suffered. We did. I would just, you know, and and, and now. Here, here we are. So, <laughs> um, so the way we're going to go up the show, we've had a lot of uh, DMs to our, our Twitter account um, asking you guys to break down certain parts of the game. Um, so our four concerns tonight are four different elements that kind of impacted the game. Um, and our first one kind of talks about accountability. Um, so one of the most talked about plays on Sunday was the, the play with five seconds left before halftime, which we could have gone up by 14 had we just gone for a field goal. Um, instead, we try, you know, scoring a touchdown by throwing to Tyreek in the flat. Tyreek obviously got tackled by Eli Apple um, short of the uh, the goal line um, as time expired. Patrick, the they, camera shows Patrick. 
He's uh, trying to go for a timeout, not knowing that we don't have any more timeouts, which I, I thought was kind of was was an odd thing. You should be, you know, something as a quarterback, you, you should know how many timeouts you have there. But yeah, um, I think you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> um, but uh, we didn't ha- we obviously didn't have any timeouts. But after the game was over, um, they asked Mahomes and Andy Reid, and both guys blamed themselves on it. Um, Mahomes said he, he should, you know, he, he should have thrown for something else. Uh, but he also said if he go back in time, he would have done another play instead of that, not field goal. He said, I would have done another play. Uh, and then Coach Reed blamed himself, saying, I should have called a different play. Um, I didn't know what I was calling. I should have called something else. Um, so both guys, obviously, you know, taking blame for that. Uh, we called a play that we were trying to get someone over the middle quick. Um, and then I was probably, I was supposed to throw the ball away. Uh, I got greedy. I got a little greedy there and try to give the Tyreek and get a touchdown. They had two people out there. Um, so, uh, definitely, I mean, in the long run of things, uh, it looks bad, but, uh, if we had another chance, I would have went for another play again. Uh, you know, I was hoping we could get, get the ball in the end zone. I probably gave him the wrong play first of all. So, uh, to start with, I could have given him something better than that, um, where the play was open in the end zone and, um, and then we wouldn't have to go through that, but it's, uh, I'll, I'll take responsibility for that one out. Well, what were your thoughts on that whole entire sequence? All right, so I'll, I'll go. I'll say this. So that entire sequence down there, the very first play was, was really, you know, this, this sprint left. You know, this West Coast offense, you know, basically what you're doing is you're flooding the zone, okay? You kind of run a pick for the guy to run a flat, and it's really like a quick pylon throw to the front. Robinson's supposed to open up in the backside to catch that football. Never got there. Throw, Pat throws it in, in, in the dirt. Well, the second play, and here he is, and they're absolutely right. It's on Pat and it's on Andy with this one, without a doubt. And I'm, I, look, I agree with Pat. I think at that moment you, you go for the juggler, but it's got to be a quick throw. It, it can't be a whole, you know, five seconds, thousand, one thousand. It's got to be a quick throw. It has to be. You can run. You can run a, a quick out with Travis Kelsey. You know, you can run. You know, back out the backfield. I mean, there's there's a myriad of, of plays that we've run in the end zone and that we just didn't. And that's the play that we call. It was a horrible look that the formation in itself, I think was, was just, it was just bad. And Andy knew it. Andy knew like the, 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 the play in itself, just it, the design of it was terrible. It was two guys out on the route and then Tyreek over here, like kind of in, in, you know, on the swing pass. Like I didn't understand that at all. Like when you're looking for a quick pass, I mean, you're looking like it immediately got to come off the ball. Right. You got to get all guys out right now. And so I just I didn't really understand that play. It was a bad call. It was a bad call by Andy putting the guys in that position. And that was a bad call on Pat for throwing the ball to Tyree. Like you said, he should have been thrown up to, you know, in, in the second stands if you wanted to. All right. Then kick the field goal. But other than that, no, nah, it, it was it was just a bad play. It was an absolute bad play both on both of those. And they right. Pat knows it was, it was his fault, and Andy knows it was his fault too. So, but terrible. That was just the design of it. Bad design, bad play. What are your thoughts on that sequence? I mean, I, I don't know offense like that. I just know how to defend it. So, uh, one, I mean, it's good to stop the clock with the passing play, but I, I just figured like the way our offensive line was blocking at the beginning of the game. For the what two or three yards that we needed, I think we could have ran that, and I think we had a touchdown, uh, uh, a timeout, right? Or did we not? No, no, 
Oh, we were completely out by that time. We got down on first down. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So, I mean, if you that then that'd be tough though, because you can't really run the ball because that you don't have time to get everybody lined up and for the kicker in. So, to to run a pass play, you got to come up with something better. Just get a quick incompletion and just then just go for the field goal. So, for Pat to make that throw, thinking that Tyreek was going to outrun them to that sideline, not good. A lot of people online were saying that they think Tyree could have made it to the pylon. Instead, he tried doing a little spin move. Do you think he could have made? Do you think he could have made that angle to the pylon? No, because I think Eli had the Eli had the angle to get him, and I yeah. think there's a defensive tackle that was coming right on the inside. So yeah. on the cutback, he still would have been been uh, he still would have made it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this on that cutback, he could have had a cutback if somebody had blocked that defensive end a little bit more aggressively. So if you're doing that. Maybe that cut back, but that, that's still that's still bad. Like that's that's a bad throw. You don't you don't make that throw. I don't care. I mean Tyreek, I, I get it, but it's, you got to be in the end zone. Don't leave nothing up to chance. The ball's got to be it's got to be an end zone throw. Period. Nothing else. Um, there were some uh, skeptics, you know, not Mahomes doubters, but people didn't like his response in the, in the press conference saying he would do another play instead of just taking three points there. Um, People said they would like they would, they would like to hear Mahomes say that he should have uh, just taken the points instead of uh, saying I want I would I'd rather do another play over again. You know what? If we had an opportunity to get a touchdown, hell yeah, I take the touchdown. But without the touchdown, you throw an incomplete pass, you stop the clock, you take the three points. There you go. That's it right there. Because you still got time. It's got to be a quick pass. Balls down. Kick the field goal. You got about a second left. One or two. So I mean, if we did something like come back. With 13 seconds on a 25-yard line, you think you, you would think we could get a touchdown and win a game with 13 seconds on a three-yard line going in. Crazy, man. Somebody somebody at the game was telling me that uh, they was going crazy when they was had 13 seconds on the clock. They said they was going crazy. They were like, 13 seconds. You know, they was like shouting it out. You yeah, know? came back and bit us in the ass this time. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, so the, the next concern. Um, so obviously, as you guys alluded to, um, it seemed like you know in the second half after that sequence, it seemed like the second half, like the monsters came and took away all our powers, you know, like uh, you know, Space Jam. Um, but you know, something changed with the offense. Uh, we were, the passing game just kind of was, was was kind of sloppy. It seemed, uh, but Jerick McKinnon and Ceh were averaging five and a half yards, six yards a carry uh, between the two of them. Um, yet we could only Come up with three points in the second half. What were you seeing as far as, as I mean, if, if you when you look at the um, when you look at what was going on there, they they, they, they pull them eight men back, three men uh, rushing, but yet we weren't really running the ball as much as we should have. I mean, what, what were you seeing as far as? I mean, were the looks there to run the ball? Obviously, they were. I mean, what, what were you seeing um, as far as how they were defending us in the second half? Teams have an identity. We have an identity as to who we are. We're a pass happy team. You know, we go out, we get chunk runs. Um, in the first half, and heck, I think even the second half, I think the first play was a seven or eight yard pickup. But uh, most defenses are designed to start by run. That's where uh, I don't know. That's where our power comes from, um, our success. And if we had run the ball the entire game, or do we win it? I don't know that. Um, but we did have a lot of success doing it. Uh, I do know that. The majority of our team success comes from Patrick 
Kelsey and Tariq Hill. And without utilizing that, uh, just for me to say that we can win that way, I don't know. That That's something J.D. could answer, but I don't know that. Uh, throughout the years of me seeing this, this trio of guys, we win mostly when the ball is in the air going to one of those two guys. And I think most defenses know that. And so when we do get these chunks, it's kind of unexpected because everybody thinks that we're supposed to pass the ball, even though our offensive line has proven that they can run block. You know, they even proved it in that game. And I think they've proven it all season that they can run block. But again, that's not who we are. That's not our identity. We're a pass-happy team. And so I don't want to just dwell on what, you know, I said about Pat earlier. It's just that I just saw him not mentally tuned in the second half to making the throws that he's been prone to make. So, and and and, and so he uh, obviously when I when I when I think about this, if your quarterback is not having a good passing, you know, completion, what you do is you run the football. You know, you you helping that the, the balance of okay. Well, guess what? We, we want to put the ball in your hand all the time. Let's get you into the rhythm. And the thing was, like you said, man, they was getting seven, eight yards on a carry. And the thing is, we went away from it. We, we absolutely went away from it on the second half. And the thing is, I, it worked because we had balance in the first half that Jarek was getting six or seven yards. So it was like second and, and, and short, you know, third and one, third and two. And that's, that's where you want to be at. We just completely got away from that from the second half. Not just get down on the you know uh, in the red zone to score at the end of the game, which we should have done. We should have ran the football. We easily had two plays to run the ball instead of two you know two passes, and then getting in overtime, and then get into like three straight passes, pass, 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 and it's like I don't understand it. So part of the thing is I know we shared an RPO. Marcus had brought up, and that that was it was RPA <clears throat> RPO on the interception. That's what it was. And so when you're looking at it, it was eight in the box, but what we failed to do that we did in the first half was we was moving Travis around a bit more where he was, he was able in some of the, the, the blocking plays was to kick out maybe a defensive end, you know, kind of run up. Like all you need to do is just get positive yards. And so Jared McKinnon was running hard. CH was running hard, but Jared, without a doubt to me, was running harder than CH. Okay, he just had a little bit more juice in it. And so I think we kind of got away from him doing that. And I get the whole, like, pass-happy offense. But that's what bit is this game and bit is in, in, in the Super Bowl last year. And so when we start looking at the games that we lost, we got away from running the football. And the thing is, when you have those guys like, uh, you know, Hendrickson and all those guys who are just pass rushers, you let Trey Smith, Brown, Dooney, Creed, let them lean on these guys. Wear the defense out. You got to keep them honest. You know what's going to keep them out of that eight-man eight drop? Run the football. That's what you have to do. Sometimes it's just a bully ball. And what you do is you don't have to run it every play. I'm not saying we just become a run team, but you keep them honest. Sometimes you just got to go underneath the, the center. And keep them honest. Run play action. Play action works. Matter of fact, they did it in the first half, and it was killing them. Because you know what? We was getting seven, eight yards on the carry. So then all of a sudden they had to honor it. So even if you had seven, eight in a box, they still got to honor the run. 
So that's that's why I just didn't understand, man. This, this the whole second half, man, the design and some of the calls and how it was just done. I, I just I think we kind of panicked. And I think we panicked not just from 15. I think we panicked also too, coaching staff wise, about what do we do? See, because the thing is, they ran, you know, the uh the three-man rush the first half, and we ate it up. We were successful against it. Second half, it was almost like, well, we just, you know, oh, well, we, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what to do. So run the ball. How about that? Run the football a little bit. Don't go RPO. Run the football. Have a set run play. Come in two tight ends if you want to. Run play action. Keep their team honest. So that's what you do. Uh, what were your, so I saw some people on Twitter were talking about how obviously you can't compare Debo Samuel and Tyreek Hill as far as stature wise, but something that San Francisco does is Debo's a playmaker and they get him the ball, whether it's, you know, d- design routes or not. And this whole second half, I don't think Tyreek Hill had a catch in the second half. He didn't get the ball in his hands. Do you think going forward, I mean, obviously this is something for the offseason, but is this something we should look at next year where it's like trying to get Tyreek the ball, whether putting him in the backfield, trying to get him other ways to get him the ball, whether it's not just a design route every time? Told you, man. We got look. We got we, we got two wide receivers that was former running backs. We got Harmon. Harmon got we, we gave him the ball a couple of times and he got positive yards. And then also we got we went away from it. So I still still think you do the stretch play with him as much. I wouldn't say necessarily inside, but yeah, yeah I mean definitely you know put the, put the ball in the hands of the playmakers as much as possible. They just use Debo like they should, man. I mean I, I'm just I'm amazed at what Debo has been doing this season for real, man. I mean he he was an absolute monster out there. This past season, I didn't think they had it in it, but <laughs> that's what you do. I know you can't use Tariq like Debo. Like that's a that's a different build and a different type of playmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we use Tar- Tariq to the best of our abilities, especially because he's going to get double teamed most of the time. So that's why we use a lot of motion just to see if a team is in man-to-man or zone, you know, to see how they're going to play it. And when he's able to draw the attention of two, we need the other guys to show up and get open. Now, there's a lot of times, even on the time where Patrick dropped back and uh, fumbled the ball when we got the field goal at the end, I saw Kelsey come across wide open in the end zone. We didn't get the ball. You know, a couple other times I saw guys open and uh, he take off scrambling. You know, and even like I said in the first two touchdowns, they weren't just drop back touchdowns. They were drop back and scramble, get outside and throw a pass. Yeah. That's not a design play for a touchdown. No. You know, you're out there scrambling to try to find something. I think we need to come up with something more stellar instead of all the gimmicky stuff to try to find plays to get the offense. Because once Pat sees that his first target isn't open in some situations, he's making the wrong scramble when he's probably – go ahead and make another second window, third window, instead of making the scramble. Uh, but yet with the success early in the games, he thinks that he's going to continue having that, so he continue doing that. Uh, but I think that that's a part of what the coaches see. They have to relate to him to make him understand that, look, you don't have to scramble all the time. But if you do, get the positive yards. You don't have to come backwards. If, yeah. if, you know, Look at your second and third options also. And, uh, you know, that's that's a relationship that's built. And I think that relationship is good between EB and, and, and uh, Andy and Patrick. But 
just to me. I think this Patrick gets in his own way at times on the field instead of believing what either he knows or what they're trying to tell him. Now, again, great talent. Love him to death. Glad he's with our team. Uh, I just wish he would get out of his own way at times. That one that, that you, you're talking about with Travis down there in, in the end zone, I wonder what he was seeing. I don't know if he didn't see him or he didn't trust the throw. I mean, we, we you know, from the eye, we can see from up top that Travis is open. He comes open, right? And, and Patrick's made those throws before. I mean, he, he, he can make every throw in the book. We know that. Okay, he has a strong arm. He can zip the ball in there. So I wonder, like, that play specifically, if he didn't see him or he just wasn't confident in the throw in itself. So I don't know. I don't know. That, but that, that, that bothered me on that one. So I'm just like, man, that joke was open in the end zone. That's a touchdown. That's, that's a tub right there. Yeah. And the irony behind that is, he, I mean, who knows why he didn't throw it. Maybe he didn't see it or he just didn't want to potentially throw an interception there. But he ends up he ends up scrolling, uh, you know, uh, go, going around, and all of a sudden he gets stripped, and he could, the game could have ended on a, on a turnover anyway. Um, thankfully, it yeah. didn't at that point. Bad deal. Hey, uh, I will say though, you know, he has been all over McCole Harbin, like as far as you know, being on his being on his side uh, this whole year. He, he you've been a, one of the biggest supporters of, of of Hardman, and he tore it up this postseason. I, I think in that game he wanted the ball. He wanted wanted to keep eating in that game, and um, obviously we saw it in the sidelines between him and Tyreek. Um, did you all see that Hardman uh, wasn't getting the, the, the targets and the looks? Did you? And, and I don't know if you guys have watched the all twenty twos or when you watched the game, you saw Hardman being open or, or and he wasn't getting the targets. Man, I think that's hard when you got that many weapons and and, and that many weapons with. Uh, those type of personalities. Each one of those guys have a big personality. Tariq Hill, Kelsey, and McCole. You know, when they when they get big plays, they celebrate. You know, they're happy about it. They don't let you know. And when you get that kind of, you know, those those type of players, you only got one ball to go around. Um, and so the other guys, I think they've made it work. Uh, I know they did have an incident on the side when Tariq and and Nicole uh, kind of, I don't know if it was an argument or discussion or what, but uh, I know Romo and the guys in the booth were kind of making it like they were arguing uh, about uh, not getting the ball. And that creates havoc, the kind of havoc that can have you sitting at home instead of playing next week. Um, but yet, when your ones and twos have been doing it, have been doing it daily, weekend, every weekend for you, and, and year after year, uh, it's it's still kind of hard to bring that third guy in because that third guy is just an option. You know, and those others are just, okay, I know I can count on Tariq. I know I can count on Kelsey. You know, McCole, you've been here for some years. I can count on you when I need you. But I know I got these two Pro Bowl guys. And so when McCole's trying to make a name for himself. He's trying to get that big contract. He's trying to get to that big game, you know. And so, yeah, he's hungry. He's, he's wanting to fight for it. And, um, you know, I hope that's not the case. I hope they weren't arguing, but I don't know that. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's a good receiver. Will he be up with us next year? I don't know. Uh, I'd like for us to get a big receiver with speed, uh, somebody that we can run slant routes, run hitch routes, run fade routes with, you know, and let Tariq and Kelsey do their thing. Like I said in the text, I wish we're on goal line, we just throw Kelsey out at, at an X or something and just say, hey, we're going to throw you a fade route. 
Right. There's not many safeties that can defend you. So, but we don't do that. We want the crossing line, the gimmicky stuff. So, yeah, you know what, man? That, that to me, and, and he's right. I, I think you know, McCole. Because to be honest with you, man, he was eating. You know, Joe had a touchdown. He got that one. Uh, the, you know, the deep route. He got the one. You know, a couple of uh, uh, you know uh, handoffs coming around the, the edge. So he he was he was doing a good job. He was doing a good job. But but like you said, he that, that disrupts things. So sometimes when you take that, you like you start yelling, "Oh, I'm open! I'm open!" all the time. Tell me, like, yo, man, shoot, we all open. <laughs> we, we all, we ain't the only one open. We all open right now. Like, don't don't go over here and take this to Pat and everybody. You know what I'm saying? And we we right now we trying to find ourselves at this moment. So you sitting here calling, you know, holler for the ball. Tyreek, like, man, I can holler for the ball every play if I wanted to. Travis could do the same thing. So don't you come over here and start doing out because all it does is it's a disruptor. It's an absolute disruptive. And sometimes, man, like little things like that, especially when you're trying to, you know, bring back, you know, whatever momentum, you know, positive, you know, plays that you can, those things are important. It's important. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody's, you know, focused, you know, evil, even-headed about everything. Those things are important. And so that's why I tell you, like, yo, man, chill with all of that. You know, we, we don't need that right now, okay? I know you open. I'm sure you open on this play. You can tell, you know, tell the wide receiver, tell Greg, let him know, let him go ahead and relay it to EB, and we'll get it done. Cost the place for you. But, you know, you doing that ain't going to help. You know, I know you eating, bro, but dang on, bro. Come on now. <laughs> you know, we all open. So. Yeah, I, I believe they reported it because they, they got to kind of like a, 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 not, not a, yell, a little yelling match on the sideline, but they said they, they ended up uh, dapping it up and they were fine after that. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, okay. So, um, and, and Harmon has one more year on his rookie contract. So we will have him for at least one more year. And then, and we've, we're already hearing rumors about bringing in a, a number of the receiver for, uh, this coming off season. We'll get to that in the coming weeks, but, um, uh, going uh, for the next uh, concern. Uh, so obviously we saw last week, Tennessee Titans had nine sacks on Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati gave up the third most sacks in the league during the season at 55, um, yet we only had one sack and only four hits on Burrow on uh, Sunday. So I guess the question is, why was the pass rush a problem for us this game and pretty much all season long? Why was it was such an issue for us to get to the quarterback? I don't know. I, I have honestly I have no answers for that. I think that we played well when Ingram came in. Uh, but even in the Cincy game, I think uh, he had a sack that he kind of dove over Burrow's head and missed him. Uh, so for whatever reason, our front seven wasn't able to capitalize or get to the quarterback, I, I don't know the answer. Um, I do know that we don't have good speed in our front seven, meaning you can get the slowest quarterback and he's going to get four or five yards on a scramble. Um, we can't – it's hard for us to keep guys in the pocket. Uh, anybody breaks that pocket, we can't catch them. You know, Chris isn't the fastest guy. Uh, none of those other guys on the D-line are fast. Um, Willie Gay looks to be about the fastest – linebacker we have, uh, I thought Bolt, uh, Bolt was going to be a lot faster than what he is, but, you know, he's a rookie. Uh, I, I think he played really, really good ball this year for us, uh, but he doesn't have the speed that I thought he'd have. Uh, and Hitchens, uh, Neiman, not, not, not feeling it uh, with, with those guys. And, you know, I hate to part ways with guys that have been there for a while, but you know, when you're an organization and you're trying to go go places, you got to get rid of dead weight. 
you know, you got to try to bring in new, younger, um, cheaper talent. And so uh, free agency, <laughs> we, we should be – I almost see us breaking in a whole, a whole new defense and keeping like three or four guys. So, so, but you know that's just my opinion. So what I, what I was seeing on, on the defensive line, um, when sometimes he's running twists, guys went in the right lane, the right gaps. Sometimes they're giving them, like he said, you know, we, we're giving up uh, lanes to run on. I mean, they, we. You know, Frank was at a position a few times that helped Joe get open as far as like, you know, with the scramble. And so, you know, I look, Ingram came in and he was a difference maker. We're we going to need another guy opposite of Ingram uh, to, to be that pass rush guy. I don't, I don't know what Frank, I, I don't know what the situation is going to be with him. Um, I think they said Reed is part ways. I think he put out today that, you know, this is like some, it's been real or whatever, kind of like that, you know, um, saying that I guess basically he's leaving. And the thing is, Chris going to need some help inside, man. There's, there's going to be a – we need a big body. Somebody's going to be able to cause some havoc up front besides Chris. So when I was talking about some of those things, effort plays, if you have only a few plays that you're coming in for, you got you to make – take advantage of them. You got to make them the most at those plays that you got, those snaps that you have. And so sometimes when I'm seeing these things, I don't see guys ready to scratch and, you know, claw and throw guys. And I'm, I'm talking about, you know, when we talk about that, that high motor, relentless, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, jumping over the pile. I mean, doing everything to get back there. And I'm seeing second half, I'm looking at Joe Burrow starting to have time, starting to have a pocket. I don't know if guys just ran out of gas or what it was. But I didn't really see a whole lot of that pass rush, that disruption. And I, I just – those are the things you need at certain times. Somebody's got to make a play. So, like I said, if you're in that rotation, man, you got to make your, your presence felt. You have to. So, it, it, like I said, it, this is like the last bash, you know, you, you got to give it all. And so, we didn't really see that, man, from the pass rush. Uh, Chris got back there a couple of times. Like you said, Ingram got back there. I, I think the two times Chris got back, he didn't really bend his knees. You know, to me, man, that's come on. It ain't the time or the place for it. You know what I'm saying? For that, just say, hey, I'm no, uh uh. And I'm not saying he didn't really give that effort, but this could be a little bit more, a little bit more. So that that was what was the problem, I think, with the pass rush. Guys out of position. When you run the stunts, you, you got you got you know, you got a responsibility on those stunts, what you, what you run. Everybody has a lane. You either take two or you're coming up or coming around. Man, you got to look at it and evaluate it. Well, I was seeing it. I didn't see it. Yeah, and, and looking at um, just postseason snaps, um, I believe uh, our friend of the show, uh, uh, Lance the Spoken, uh, he tweeted out yesterday. Uh, so Frank Clark has one sack in his last 198 defensive snaps in the playoffs. And Chris Jones has zero sacks in his last in his 510 career playoff snaps. Um, both guys combined for about 190 million dollars. Um, right. You know, and I'm not you know I'm not trying to talk anybody. You know, it's it's their job. They made that money. They earned that money. But I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. And it's like you know, if oh, I'm you know, keeping Chris Jones, of course. Oh yeah, of course. And I and I believe we have. 
if we want to make a decision on Frank Clark, we have to do it by a certain date. Otherwise, we uh, at, at something with the contract there, we have to cut him in a certain date if we want to uh, not have any dead money um, yeah. in cap. So, hey man, look, man, it, look, this is performance business. This is NFL. Okay, bottom line, you either perform or you don't. Period. And so sometimes you gotta you gotta be able to justify, you know, what you're getting paid. And so when you got high money guys getting a lot of money. Guys are looking for results. I mean, it's just that's 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 you know right or wrong. It's just what it is, right? I mean, you know, yeah, we've been on it all year. I think we 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 understand and wait to see getting away from Frank Clark. I mean, hell, Ingram Ingram replaces that. You bring somebody else in, uh, but Chris, you, you're not gonna find too many no. that can disrupt an offensive line like him. No, not at all. I mean, yeah, Chris, man. I mean, that's a guy you keep. That's why I said, man. He, he's a guy that, that needs help. He shouldn't be the only one back there. Ingram should be the only one back there. He, he, Chris needs some help inside. You know, I thought Reed was going to give it to him, provide it. I don't know, man. Uh, and I think the thing is, I, I saw somebody on Twitter make, making fun of somebody who was saying, you know, bring back Melvin Ingram, let Frank Clark go. And like, oh, you know, Melvin Ingram, you know, he's uh, he, he's so old. It's like, well, you know, when that guy came over, he was one, you know, providing that a lot of the QB pressures, you know, and he's going to make – a a quarter of the, uh, of the money that Frank Clark's making, you know, a one year, $4 million deal versus, you know, how many, 20 million, something million that uh, Frank Clark's making. So hey man, I learned a long time ago, the more money you make, the more expendable you become. That's how it works. In the NFL. Start with getting a big check. You become expendable. If you especially ain't producing, that's how it works for everybody. Yeah. And, and Spags is defense. You know, if you look at his New York giants days, it's they they like, they like six or five or six dudes who could just come in and pass rush all game long, and we didn't and we didn't have that this year. We I don't think we really had that since um, Spags has been over in Kansas City. Looking for a new VPN service? Well, we got the one for you. A good VPN service provides you a secure encrypted tunnel for online traffic to flow. Nobody can see through the tunnel, get their hands on your online data, or find your real IP address and location. Well, NordVPN is the best VPN if you're looking for peace of mind when on public Wi-Fi. Securely access personal information or work files, encrypt your internet connection, and keep your browsing history and online identity private. Enjoy online privacy and security with NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe, or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Take it up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guaranteed. NordVPN, your VPN service. What I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing too. He invests in stocks, crypto, and even art. Now you can invest like the goat with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. Art prices actually outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of just two paintings. This is your opportunity to join the 300,000 and other members and invest like the GOAT. Plus, you can get priority access with our game day promo. Go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe. 
See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. All right, so, okay, so our final concern um, of the night, and we, we, after this, we'll, we'll close our book on the Cincinnati Bengals game and, and never talk about it again um, as we get into our off-season uh, episodes. But um, so most one of the most confusing parts of the second half of the game was that last possession in regulation where we had the ball down at the 10-yard line, at the 5- or 10-yard line, and we didn't score a touchdown there. We had all of our timeouts, um, and, you know, we, we didn't score. We obviously scored a field goal almost – you know, we uh, almost threw, almost fumbled it away, uh, but we scored a field goal, tied, go to overtime. Then first reg- first possession of overtime, we get ball. Um, two straight plays of Demarcus Robinson. I think he got targeted one uh, one play before in the entire game, but two straight targets for him. Then a bomb to Tyreek in double coverage, interception, and you know they come down and win it. Uh, what I mean, obviously, what sense did you make of those those two drives or those two possessions there at the end of the game? I don't. I mean, my, my the only reason that you go to Robinson because it's unexpected. You feel like if he hasn't been a big part of the offense, they're not looking to guard him. But no, at, at that what you try to 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 run, and at this point of time in the game, you got to go with your playmakers. You know, go with works best for the offense. Go with what's successful, and we didn't do that. And. Uh, Tariq has made big plays like that in the past, going up, you know, catching that big ball. Um, I don't know, man, it's easy for us to sit back and, 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 you know, talk about what should have happened and what didn't happen. And um, we like, it's kind of like what JD said, but we, we, we did this to ourselves. You know, we blew up in the second half and, with second, with and and with going into overtime, I thought we would try to go for the touchdown, and yeah, we just went for the, the field goal and you know trying to play it safe. No, punch that thing in the end zone and get this over with. Um, but I think we were worried about running the clock out and and not trying to get them the ball back. So different mindset, you know, be aggressive, go for the jugular, get the touchdown, and, and don't even worry about the overtime. You know, let them travel the length of the field. You know, that's what hurt us in, in the second half, the, the big interception because it gave us a short field. You know, after we did a good job of stopping him on the play before and just holding him to a field goal, we give him a short field goal right after, uh, short field right after that. So they punch it in for the touchdown. So, uh, and this is at our place, you know, and, and to sit there and get embarrassed like that, to not show up in the second half is uh, pretty pathetic. Yeah, that, uh, in those series, you know, before overtime, uh, you, you no doubt score, okay? Cincinnati has no timeouts. You go down to score, put it in Joe Burrow's hands to go get a touchdown. That's what he needs. He needs a touchdown with probably about 40, sec- 40 seconds left on the clock, okay? And you know what? I would give it to my defense all day in that scenario. But it absolutely blows my mind why second and three, well, we was on a four-yard line, why we couldn't run the football or go on the center and try to at least, like he said, punch it in. Punch it in or run a play-action pass from that. I, I just, I'm sitting over here, I'm, I'm, and I'm, in my head, I'm sitting there like, what are we doing? Like, what, what are we doing right now? 
And and I just I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I know the linemen sit there thinking, like, man, look, we just need three or four yards to get in the end zone. We can do it. If we need just the wheel to get in, to push these guys in, we're going to do it. If you need to bring an extra lineman, do it. Bring the two tight ends, do it. You run the play action with the two, the three tight ends out of that set. I just – you got 100 plays I've seen this past season. 100 plays. Hey, run, run the shovel pass. Man, that's been successful. Hey, live and die with that sucker, man. Run – Run that shovel pass. You know what I mean? That guy. I just, I just, I just don't understand it, man. I would shake my head. I, I just couldn't understand it. I couldn't get it. And then we go into overtime. And I think, to be honest with you, I think that was the one where we was that that was where he was really like out, out there. You know what I'm saying? Because the fumble happened and it was like, oh gosh, like I almost really lost the game. And so when you come out and then you immediately go into passing. I'm like, what are, what are we doing? What are, you know he's rattled. You know who right now he's not he's not he, he's not where he needs to be, right? So get him out of that mode, man. Run the football. Give it to McKinnon. Do something else with it. But throwing it to Robinson. Look, I don't even care who he, I don't care who he passed to, but that guy, man, you know, run the football. Establish something again. At least. Because you got now and all of a sudden you got the tempo. You got the look, you got the <laughs> you got the coin toss. At your place, you got the flip. At your house, now you put it in your ground the way that you want to do it. Now, like, look, this is how. Yeah. Now we're gonna make it. Now we're gonna make it happen. God, I just man, I seen Patrick man. I, you know, I seen his hair, his little, his little curl in the front was shaking. You know what I'm saying? I like that God. Oh man, I I ain't never seen this little curl in the front shake like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, also, before you go. Since the guy always wants to know what I'm watching is <laughs> Cleveland and Houston game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hashtag what's Eric watching? And there I you know. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I guess in that that end of the game, um, that third down play, uh, like the, the throwing up the, the bomb to Tyreek and double coverage. I mean, what was? It just seemed like we had nothing else in the playbook. You, you talk about we, we have hundreds of plays in the playbook. That's that's what we can muster up. Man, it's, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, just, I don't know, man. I don't know what those coaches were thinking. I don't know what the players were thinking. But from sitting here today, I know they weren't thinking about getting to L.A. <laughs> yeah. It would have been a good Super Bowl, too. Yep. Too oh, bad. my God. <laughs> it's too bad. Um but I guess that does it for us. We're gonna, like, like we said, we're going to close the book on this AFC Championship game and we'll forget about it until we play Cincinnati next year. And then I'm sure we'll, we'll start talking about it again. Um, but that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. Next week, we'll, we'll get into a lot of the offseason rumors that are already starting to happen today. Tyron Matthews tweets, Jaron Reed's tweets, um, Juju Smith-Schuster possibly coming to Kansas City. That's, that's also another rumor that's already out there. But uh, we'll get into all that in the coming weeks. Hope everyone has a good night. Yeah, have a good one, guys. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.